Welcome to the Dag Hewitt Mills podcast. Dag Hewitt Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Hewitt Mills. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. There's another like sweetness of Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Father, thank you. In Jesus' name. Yes, Lord. Amen. Amen. You're welcome to Flow Church Sunday morning service. Amen. Amen. You can be seated for a moment. Right. Momentito. Uh, Today, I want us to pray for the Holy Spirit. In particular, I want us to pray for the sensitivity of or to the Holy Spirit. Amen. Um, I believe that more than 50%, maybe 70% of the guidance that you will receive from the Lord will come from will come from being sensitive to the spirit workings in other ways 
Amen. What does this mean? The Bible says that in Job 33 and verse 4, the Spirit of God has made me and the breath of God has given me life. Then in John chapter 3 and verse 8, it says, the wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof. I canst not tell whence it cometh. And then Ezekiel in chapter 37, it says, And when I beheld, there was no breath in them. Then said he unto me, Prophesy unto the wind, Son of man, say to the wind, Say to the wind, Thus says the Lord, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain that they may live. Amen. Amen. So, one of the things about the Holy Spirit is the fact that He operates like the wind. Now, sometimes we don't realize that wind is a source of direction like where to go and even where you will go where you will end up going wind tells you where you'll end up and wind also tells you where to go so I want us to pray for the Holy Spirit's wind when a ship goes on the sea, the wind says where you will go. <laughs> so ships used to have to navigate with the winds. Wind is telling you where to go. So if you miss the gentle nudgings of the wind, you miss your direction. I don't know if you've ever seen it before, but when golfers are playing, Sometimes they would pick a leaf from the ground and throw it in the air to see if it blows this way or this way. And give them an idea of where the wind is. Because the wind is going to determine something. You may play this way, but the wind will blow it this way. <laughs> and the wind is blowing this way and you are hitting it this way. Sometimes the ball goes straight and it's comes down straight because of the wind that it has met. It may not know limited. Are you listening to me? So, maybe there's a wind blowing in your life and it's saying this like this. It's gentler See, when we started playing golf, we saw people doing such things. We didn't know what they were doing. <laughs> we thought they were too known. It's like, what are all these? <laughs> but there was, there was something in it. And it's something that affects. Because, you know, most of our lives, because we drive cars and so on, we don't, are not affected by wind. But wind is actually something gentle. 
that means something. And it's usually direction. We are going this way, or we're going this way, or it will not work this way. So I pray that today, as we pray for the Holy Spirit, God will make you sensitive to the little breeze of the Spirit, the breath. Son of man, say, say to the wind. Why say to the wind? Breath, breathe upon this. Because that breath was the Spirit of the Lord. Amen. I hope I'm not speaking things that are above your imagination this morning. Amen. Shall we all stand up wherever you are? Maybe you are at home. Maybe you are preparing to go to church. Maybe you are in church already. Maybe you finished church. But it's still an important prayer time for your life. Pray for the Holy Spirit right now. In the name of Jesus. Pray in the realm of the spirit. Pray in the realm of the spirit. Oh, best of all guests, friend of the middle of our Badalamana. On the Kesos is a paradigm, Keshora Madalamana. Palamayan, the love of the Remedy, Rajaso Remedy, 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 Hallelujah. <laughs> 
on the sound of Balabaya pray in the Holy Ghost oh pray for the Holy Spirit that I may be sensitive, oh God, oh, to your Holy Spirit. Oh, yes, my Lord, I long for the Holy Spirit. Lift your hands up. Thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit. now maybe you are a pastor watching mm. i want you to subscribe mm. subscribe to the channel mm. it's very important that you subscribe come on and share the link react to it put your thumbs up do whatever you have to do call somebody and god is going to bless you now Hallelujah. in ezekiel chapter Hallelujah. 37 and verse 2 he said and he caused me to pass them round about. And behold, there were many, that is the bones, and they were very dry. I just want you to underline the words, very dry. You see, when you don't have the spirit, the wind of the spirit, you are very dry. Yeah. Very dry. Your preaching is very dry. Your singing is very dry. Your worship is very dry. Your, your talking is very dry. Have you met people whose conversation is very dry? I've met people like that. You can't really have much to talk about with them. It's very dry. 
very dry. Let's pray for the Holy Spirit, the wind of the Spirit. When you see a dead body, one of the things is that it's dry. It's dry. The person dries up and shrivels up. In fact, even when people are going to die, sometimes they become smaller. As they are getting to the place of death, they shrink. Not that they are sick. Just when they are older, then they start to reduce in size and they become dry. And they shrivel and then they die. Hmm? Let's lift up our hands and whatever represents dryness. Yes, Lord. Whatever is dry mm. in our lives. Jesus. The Holy Spirit yes. is coming yes. into our lives. Hallelujah. To change our lives. To change our lives. Thank you. My Thank God. you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Ma- Spirit. Abara, Mandala, Thank Pray you, Holy this Spirit. This is Flow Church Service Thank on you, Holy Sunday Spirit. morning. Oh yes. Hallelujah! 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 H
Thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Sit down for a moment. If you are standing at home, driving, sitting in your office, uh, maybe just watching, maybe you are a man of God or a pastor preparing to go and preach. Um, I want to. I, w- I want us to pray for something. You know. Last week I was talking about how God is tearing you up, pushing you out, blowing on you. He blew Paul to Malta. He blew Paul to Malta by the wind. So maybe there is a gent, I don't know if you felt it, but when I was, I remember one time I was in the Caribbean and uh, the wind, it was like a fan. That was a strong wind, but it was all night. Like that. But sometimes there's just a little more breeze. 
I believe that many, most of the direction of God in your life comes from issues and problems. I'm I'm sorry to say this. I wish I wasn't saying what I was saying. But that's what I think. That a lot of the direction in our lives is because I think when you are in the flesh, you are so disconnected from the spirit world. It's difficult to get contact and to make contact and to get direction. And sometimes our sinfulness, our fleshliness, the Bible says the flesh profiteth nothing. It prevents us from communicating. So, many times it is the problems and the troubles that bring us to the will of God. Amen. Amen. So, if you did not watch last week's flowchart service, I want you to watch the It's a short message. But today, I'm not really talking about troubles guiding you. I'm talking about that's a, that, those troubles are like a strong wind, like a hurricane that is lifting the roof of your house and showing you that this house is no more your house. <laughs> but I'm talking about a gentle breeze Hallelujah. that is showing you that, you know, generally look this way. Yes, gentle. So I want everyone to pray now. Lord, what could you possibly be telling me gently? Yes. I want to hear you personally. Amen. How many want to have contact with God? I'll tell you, there are people that are not close to me. Most of the time, they come to church. They sit at the back or they sit somewhere. They don't really want to see me. And they don't want to talk to me. But there are some people who always want to talk to me. Those are the people that I'm close. Like they want to talk to me personally, even though there's this and this and that. They want me personally to talk to me. Those are the people that I end up relating with in a particular, but they feel they they want to actually see me. (laughs) How about God? God has plenty of children, and some of his children actually want to hear from God himself. Those are the people that will be God's favorite. Oh, yes. I don't want to say that those who look for me or want to talk to me are my favorites, but it ends up being the favorites. <laughs> oh, yes. So I hope I'm not confusing you this morning. I want you to see there's two types of winds. The strong ones which change your life and you, you now you are, the, the direction has come. A hurricane. One of my pastors was one time in a hurricane. And the, the, the roof went off. And they were in the house. Yes. And you can't, you can't go out. So the roof went off. You know that. You immediately know that from today is no more my house. <laughs> no one has to tell you. It's not a miracle knowledge. It's, you know that it's finished. The house is finished. Yes. I remember once one of my missionaries was on an island. And the island destroyed, the hurricane destroyed almost everything on the island. And he had to leave. Most people left the island. So there are winds that after it's come and gone, you know what to do. But there are these gentle ones which are telling you, you know, like if you go up to the mountains, 
you feel the gentle breeze and you know this is the right place this place is area than Accra amen every standing let's pray for the spirit the gentle spirit Lord what could you be telling me I want you to speak to me directly Yes. Jesus. I opened up my heart to know the perfect will of God. His will is what I need. His perfect will. As I spent so many hours in the presence of the Lord. I called down and began to hear his voice. The lovely voice of the mysteries of your will At crossroads of my life No other voice compares or knows It's the sweetest sound my heart has ever heard The lovely voice of God The gentle directions of the Holy Spirit Oh yeah. What could you possibly be telling me? Spirit Pray for the Spirit to enter you this morning. Gentle guidance of the Spirit. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
my God. Thank you. Mm. Father, thank you for the yes. gentle yes. nudging of also your spirit. We are so grateful we are so and we are excited. Yes, In Lord. Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now, amen. as we come to the end of our prayer time, there's one thing. How will you know Whoa. when the spirit of the Lord is blowing gently or saying something? This is the great mystery because we are in the flesh. And there's a spirit realm. Amen. Amen. Are you there? Yeah. Now, John 6 and verse 63 gives us an idea. It says, it is the spirit that quickeneth. So, one, the flesh profited nothing. The words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. So, there are two things here. One is that when the Spirit says something to you or it comes into you, it has an effect called quicken. Quickeneth. And maybe we should stay with the King James. Quickeneth. Like you are lying down and your movements are slow like this. But when the Spirit comes, it's it's faster. (laughs) You come alive. Which is what the other versions say. You come alive. So sometimes you see you come alive. Your spirit comes alive. And that is the sign. Now many times it happens when you are enjoying the word. Or a word comes to you. Why do I say that? Because look at John 6 and verse 63 again. It says the words that I speak to you. The word they are the spirit. Ah, you are looking for the spirit. The words are the spirit. So sometimes when the word comes to you, eh, that's why I don't blame people when they stand up if I'm preaching. And I don't blame them if they shout. I don't blame them if they scream. I don't blame them if they make noise. Because the spirit quickeneth. Yes. So maybe suddenly you, you, you come alive and spirit tells you something or shows you something. You feel, ah, maybe he's saying something. And it makes you sort of jump into action. That's the spirit. Lift your hand and pray now that whatever the spirit is quickening yes. you are about, you may be sensitive. Hallelujah. This, yes. this prayer may change your life and ah, save your whole thank life. You. Thank your you. whole life may be saved from thank just you. this. Jesus. Lift your hand, pray right Don't now. The spirit, quickening. the spirit quickeneth. The spirit quickeneth. Yes, Lord. The spirit quickened. The spirit quickening. To know the purpose of my heart. Oh yes. Cardo Oh, 
I see you being quickened Hallelujah. by a word. Yes, a word. Yes. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Yes, Lord. Amen. I tell you, I feel like praying more oh, for yes. the Holy Spirit. Yeah. I feel like praying more for mm. the Holy Spirit. Mm. Mm. Amen. Amen. The wind of direction. The wind of direction. The wind wow. of direction. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, yes. Ezekiel. Yes. Chapter 37. It says, and it says, I am the Lord. Verse 30, 13. I am the Lord. And when I have opened your graves, O my people, and brought you up out of your graves. Today, God is bringing you out of every death place. Every dead place and every place of death. Every sentence of death. Every sentence of death. Every closeness of death. Every surrounding of death. I shall bring you out and I shall put my spirit in wow. you and you shall live. Wow. Ah, and I shall place you in your own land. And then shall you know that I the Lord have wow. spoken it and have performed Beautiful. it. 
say the Lord. Lift your hand. Mm. Anything that is dead, come on, around you, Jesus. He said, Oh, the visa, when I have opened your grave, oh, the visa, you are oh, my people, oh, and brought you up out of your grave, and shall put my spirit in you. Oh, yes, put your spirit in me. Yes. Jesus, Jesus, Lord. Jesus. Yes. We lift our hands. Whatever smells of death. Already smells of evil. In you, smells of failure. Smells of sickness. Smells of bad news. We lift our hands to you, oh God. Already the shepherd. Lift us out of every grave. Let us lift us, lift us up. And put your spirit, yes, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit in us, in us, Lord, in the name of Jesus. When I have opened your grave, oh my people, I see graves opening. And brought you up out of your grave. We exit our grave. We exit grave. We exit grave. We exit grave. We Oh, 
of death. Oh God. Every connection oh to death. Every smell of death. Every indication of death. Every fear of death. Every power of death. In the name of Jesus. We break it. We bind it. We escape from it. We exit from it. And we come out of the grave. In the name of Jesus. give you praise in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Amen. Now, I, we're going to take an offering and um, offerings are supernatural. Listen, there's an economic crisis in the whole world. So if ever we needed money, personally, we need it now. Everybody needs money more today than you have ever needed before. This week I heard somebody say, I've never been as broke as this before. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's a reality, Okay? So, if we are going by natural thinking, I don't think you should give an offering. If it's going by natural, what or not, I don't think you should give an offering. But if you believe in the word, then you must believe God to supernaturally give offerings. And this morning, and this flow service, I want you to supernaturally believe God Believe that if you give, it shall be given to you. Believe that your offering has an effect and does something supernaturally. Because you are a Christian and the Bible is full of examples and even indications when God says, bring the tithe and also bring offerings. And when you bring tithe and offering, I will do something, there will be a reaction be, it will reflect in the realm of the spirit. It says, I will open the windows of heaven, whatever they are. I don't know, when I, when I look into the heavens, I see clouds. I don't see windows. But they say there are windows in heaven. And we are called believers. 
When you look in the world, you see people walking. Some are believers and some are non-believers. They don't believe anything. But we are believers. And it's at the end of our life that we will know whether our being believers was worth it or not. Hmm. Amen and amen. So today, I want everybody to take uh, an offering, a special offering. Uh, In the realm of the spirit, your offering will have an effect. Your offering will have an effect. It it will do something um, for you in the realm of the spirit. It will do something for you. Just as it did for our sister, whose testimony is going to play in just a moment. But let me just pray over your offering. Because I know that I don't, you don't need to hear this testimony before you give an offering. But it still has an effect. And it helps you to see that offerings are supernatural things. And God, this sister would not have been uh, a chartered accountant today. As many are hoping to be. And are doing the exam for 15 years and they are never, never passing. Because of 1%. <laughs> Because of 1%. Yes, a booster. When you hear the word booster, it means a small, like a little, anything little that you give to the Lord. Father, I thank you for all the members of the Flow Church who on this Sunday morning have decided to bless you, Lord, with a powerful offering. Thank you. In Jesus' name. In this time of famine, it is well. In Jesus' name, amen. Now stay tuned. Today I have a very important message which affects everybody. It really affects everybody. I don't know how you will live in this life without understanding what I'm about to share with you. So as we watch this testimony, be blessed. And then we'll be right back for the continuation of our Flow Church service. Hi everyone, my name is Stella Ivy from Amasaman Constituency and I'd like to share my testimony about how I passed all my professional exams and I'm now a chartered accountant because of booster offerings. So I registered for my professional exams back in 2019 and I had eight papers to write. So from 2019 to 2021, I've been writing for like five, in five attempts and I passed only three papers and it was not a pleasant experience at all because there was so much investment of my time, my money, everything and then I kept failing. So at the beginning of the year 2022, during our Thanksgiving service, um, after that he had taken the offerings, he asked that we all take boosters and then come and give. So I took out my booster and then just when I got to the offering bag, daddy said, do you know that when you get 49%, you need just 1% to become a chartered accountant. You don't need 100% to become a chartered accountant. I just thought, I was like, ah, but who has gone to trick me to daddy that I've been failing my exams? How many know that when you get 49%, you need only 1%, you don't need 100%, you need 1%, and you become a chartered accountant? Couldn't get the 1%. This year, whatever small thing you need to make it, 
Naniko talondo taramanga limenje momosasa samanakata balabandari ala. You have it in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. So I gave my Musa offering and then I went back to my seat and then after service, I recorded that part of the service. So every time when I'm preparing for my exams, I'll listen to it. Anytime I come to church, I make sure that I pay my bill. Even if I don't have offering, I'll make sure that I, I don't miss the booster pass. Because in 2022, after having five more papers to write in just two attempts, I've been able to pass all my papers. I wrote all of them just once, and then I passed all my, my five papers. And it's just because of the boosters that I give in church, because I have a lot of friends who are still not making it. I have a friend who used to come to my house to teach me. He wrote five papers and he had 49, 49, 48. Like, he needed just some boosters to just make it. The last time I spoke to this friend, he said he was using his exams fees to venture into poultry farming because he's like, he's wasting his money too much. I'd like to encourage everyone listening to me today that make sure you take the boosters very seriously. There could be some aspects of your life that is not really working. You just need boosters to get it to work. So I just want to say a very big thank you to God for placing me in the best church. I want to say a big thank you to daddy for encouraging us every time to give boosters in church i personally really needed it and then it came at like the right time at the beginning of the year and then in less than a year i've been able to achieve something that i've been using three years to try to achieve i don't know how i would have passed my exams without the boosters because my marks has been just boosted marks I get 50, 50, 51, those are my past marks and then I know that it's just because of the boosters that I pay in church. Thank you so much, Daddy. God bless you. Wow. Amazing. I think you have to understand the, the testimony very well because 1% is what is needed and and she said that when she passed, she had 50%. The pass, what she had was 50. So she could have had 49. 40, she had 50, 50, 51. Not that she had 70. So obviously she was just crossing. And she had a friend who used to teach her. And that person has been getting 49, 48, 49.5. Huh? And now the person has decided not to do the exam again. And rather use the money to go into poultry farming. <laughs> I think that is a great blessing. So, you see, that is why we say that the prophecy you believe is the prophecy that is going to happen. Actually, what you believe, that's why Jesus would say, your faith has made you. Not somebody's faith. Your, what you believe. Is working. If you believe I'm a pastor, it works for you. If you believe I'm a fool, it works for you. I'm what you believe I am. God is what you believe He is. That's a, your faith has made you whole. It's a very common phrase in the Bible. Your faith has made you whole. 
what you believe has worked for you. Oh, yes. He came through for me. And he will come through for you. Amen. He came through for me. And he will come through for you. What the future brings Who knows Where the road will lead You see the world can change Wherever so quickly It's an age of uncertainty Is me.
blessing. Now, this morning, I want to share uh, what I call wound healing. Wound healing. Amen. The subject is wound healing. Now, in, in medicine, in surgery, we have a subject, a whole subject called wound healing. So all doctors will re- be able to relate with this message. Well, to a point. Factors that prevent wound healing, things that improve wound healing, etc. We have all that. But this is a different kind of wound healing. Amen. Amen. John chapter 12, verse 24. Now, this is all about bearing fruit as well. God wants us to bear fruit. Please share with your neighbor. Call your friend. I can see um, how many thousand are these people here. Over 2,000 people are online now, but we need to cross 5,000. So please share, like, comment, and, and do it. Actually do it. Don't think that, oh, it's just something we are saying. Do it so that it helps. So we need to cross 5,000 at Flow Church on Sunday morning. Amen. Because 5,000 is always our attendance, basic attendance we want to have. Amen. So, um, wounds, John chapter 12 and verse 24, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, all right, it abideth alone. But if it die, it brings forth much fruit. Amen. Now, in, in Matthew chapter 18, it says in verse number 6, Whoso shall offend one of these little ones which believe in me, it were better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck and that he were drowned in the depth of the sea. So drowning, a drowning death would be better for you than to offend one of the little ones. So those of you who have young people that you are offending and harming in such a way that they cannot recover, um, you are due to be drowned. All right? Verse 7. Uh, Woe unto the world because of offenses. For it must needs be that offenses come. But woe to that man through whom they come. Now, this is a very unfortunate scripture. Because it is saying that there must be offenses. Alright? Now, the word offense is the word scandalon. Alright? It actually sounds like, like a scandal. But actually, that's not what it is. It is a stick. It means a stick, a trap stick that is put in front of somebody when he's running or walking and then he trips over. So it means a stick to make you stumble and fall and also get hurt. All right? So the Bible is saying that it must be that there will be Offenses. That means that it must be that there will be wounds. Like things that are going to hurt you. 
And then also, on your journey to be fruitful, the Bible says that the seed must fall into the ground and die. So falling is also something that can wound you. And then dying also must be something that will wound you in an irrecoverable way. So, the ability to recover from a wound is one of the most important abilities that you need. So, it's not about preventing the wounds. Because as for the wounds, the Bible is saying that it must need to be. It's a woe to the world. Because it's like it's, it's going to happen and it has to happen. No matter who you are and no matter how anybody tries to shield you or prevent you or protect you from it. So your ability to recover is more important than your ability to prevent the wound. Yeah. Are you there? Yes. Yeah, because if this doesn't offend you, that will offend you. So if you are the type that's never going to recover from a wound, okay, then, like, no matter who you marry, you can marry the best person, you'll still not be happy. I know people who are married to so-called best people and are not happy. Actually, some of the unhappiest people in the world have very good partners. Yeah. If you, if you don't know, you will, not, you will not imagine it, but you'll be surprised that people, some people who have very good partners, either husbands or wives, are very unhappy. Yes, it's mysterious. Because there will always be something that offends. And there is something to offend. You know, there are some people that are married to obvious beasts. Even before they marry, their family are happy that you've come to do the engagement. And during the engagement, they don't say anything. They just require the brothers to be walking around. It's like, no comment. Oh, yeah, you come to marry our sister and all that. Oh, we are so happy. All the best. It's a blessing. <laughs> we are taking our bedding away. And uh, later on, the years go by and the trouble comes. They say, well, we knew. You should have asked us. But you were blind. So you went ahead. But usually the family, will, will, they would even argue when the divorce is coming on that, no, it's your fault. It's your fault. And they know in their hearts that it is our daughter who is somewhere. So when you are the type who cannot recover, nothing makes you happy. Even the slightest, even love can uh, offend you. Love can offend you. Oh, yes. I remember a lady I met in Korea. She was the wife of a pastor of a, ch- a big church. And uh, I, I sat down with her and uh, with my wife. We had a drink, or I don't know if we had a drink, but we sat around at the table. And then she told her story of how her husband died. And she said, I'm here, I'm a widow. I've come for this conference. I have nobody. 
She said, when I see couples quibbling, do you know what it means to quibble? Well, it's there. Check it out. When I see uh, couples quibbling, having issues and this and that, it irritates me no end. And she said, I remember my husband always used to touch me and tap me and pat me and and I didn't like it. And I used to say, what is it? I feel hot. I don't feel, it's whatever. It's a problem. But she said, because he had a brain tumor and he died slowly. So as he lay dying, uh, look at quibble. Petty objection. A trivial point of criticism. So you are criticizing over trivial things. Uh, argument relying on ambiguity. Do you see? Quibble. So that's quibbling. Don't forget. <laughs> Petty objections. Petty. What irritates you is something small. You know? Anyway, so this lady, because her husband had a tumor, and some tumors are slow to kill you, so he laid down. She told me that when he dedicated the church and he went to the airport, came back to drop the visiting minister, he came back and laid down in the bed. He didn't get up again. He lay there for a long time. I don't know how many weeks or months. And she said, at times I used to sit by him. And I saw his hand. The hand which he used to tap me, press me, stroke me, and I, I was irritated. I wanted the hand to move, but he wasn't moving that. So then I, I took the hand and I put it on my Oh, yes. So there are people... And then he died, and he's gone. He's not around for you to have any petty points, trivial points of objection. So there are people who cannot recover from the slightest problem. And you see them bitter and angry all their life long. But I want to say that perhaps your greatest ability or uh, yeah, ability, I don't know what word to use. Capability is the capability of being healed from a big wound or from a wound. If you have that ability, you are w- welcome to life. Think about if your source didn't get healed. Don't you have some scars on you? I have some scars. I, can, I don't want to show you. I have different scars. My mother used to show me, you have this scar and your sister has the same scar. So we used to fight and fall at the same places. So you have this one here. She also has this one. You have this. You have this here. Different scars. It's like the world life that you've come to, you will be hurt. You will have stitches. You have cuts. That is life. And that's how the world is. And there are some even bigger wounds. So your ability to recover from your wound is very important. And I believe there are many people watching today. God is going to help you to recover from your great wound in the name of Jesus. And that ability of wound healing 
is very important and it's going to change your life. Amen. So now let's look at wound healing in the Bible. Number one, Revelations chapter 13. Revelations chapter 13. Verse 1. Revelations chapter 13 and verse number 1. I stood on the sand of the sea and I saw a beast rise up out of the sea having seven heads and ten horns. Okay? And upon his heads the name of blasphemy. Alright? Verse 2. And the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard. And his feet were as the feet of a bear, and his mouth as the mouth of a lion. And the dragon gave him his power, and his seat, and his great authority. Verse verse 3. And I saw one of his heads wounded, all right, and his deadly wound was healed. His what? His deadly wound was healed and all the world wandered after the beast are you there verse 4 and they worshiped the dragon which gave power unto the beast and they said who is like unto the beast wow and who is able to make war with him verse 5 and there was given unto him a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies. And power was given unto him to continue 40 and 2 days. So those who are blaspheming, you know that your days are numbered. This one, the numbers was 42 months. So, the deadly wound of this beast was healed. And it made everyone wonder, hey, can this person is wild. Do you see? The Bible says that they wandered after. The whole world wandered after the beast. So people are going to be wandering after you when they see that the wound and the hurt and what has harmed you seem to have harmed you has been healed. Amen. And they are going to be able to, they are going to say, hey, who is able to make war with this person? Who is able to fight this person? Because the deadly wound is healed. So maybe you are watching, you've had a deadly wound. Maybe somebody has died in your family. Or maybe you've had a tragic breakup of your marriage. Or maybe you've had a major beast. Or maybe you've experienced treachery. Apparently, To be betrayed is even more stressful than anything else, you know, in the world. Or maybe you you have gone through a divorce. Or, I mean, people who are divorced are always sad that they divorced. You know, because even if there's good reason to divorce, it's it's sad that your, 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 your attempt at happiness didn't work. Because if you marry, it means it's your attempt to be happy. I don't know whether I'm talking to the wrong people. Maybe I'm talking to myself. I'll reserve this for after. 
I'll have a small group meeting after and I'll share these things with them. Yes. Even if you're, you're, even if you divorce, you see, you, even if it's, even if it's, even, even if it saves your life and it's a good thing, you'll still not be happy because your attempt at happiness, your attempt at love and your attempt to be with somebody and make a life and a family has failed. At least it's failed once. And it may fail again. Because it's almost like uh, the lottery to go in for the next one. So, whatever you may have experienced, maybe you failed an exam badly. Badly. Repeated. Cast out of the school. Rejected. Ah, Maybe you were in a relationship and you were going to get married. It was left with some short time for the actual wedding. And then you even got your dress. You even bought your dress. And your ring. And it's not working anymore. And it seems that you are being disgraced in the whole world. Because everybody is prepared for your wedding. And it's like, you don't, you can't say it again. When they are so, what's the wedding? How? It's like, you don't say anything anymore. Whatever wound may have happened in your life. Bible says, and I saw one of his heads that it was wounded to death. But his deadly wound was healed. And all the world wandered after the beast. I mean, this is what struck the world. of His ability to recover from this deadly wound. So I see you recovering from this deadly wound in your life. Maybe somebody has abused you and had sex with you. Do you see? When you hadn't intended to have sex or even had perverted versions of sex with you, that has now disoriented you and you are not sure what you are in the world anymore. But you see, that's a wound. Because these things, they are, they, 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 they affect you mentally. When things are done to you that you have not intended to do. Do you see? Or maybe you've been abused by a series of men. Everybody wants a bite of you. And maybe you didn't know how to say yes or no. In fact, they don't even ask. And it has made you like an ashawu. You know ashawu. A school mattress. Oh, yes. And there you are destroyed in your life. Your deadly wound. This is your deadly wound. Now, is this deadly wound going to be healed? And I prophesy that God is giving you the strength to be healed of every deadly wound. Amen. Amen. Do you want to be healed of every deadly wound? Now, I see God healing you 
Now, when it comes to healing, you have to allow God to heal you. You have to allow it. In James chapter 1 and verse 2, it says, Count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. Another version says, Consider yourselves fortunate when all kinds of trials come your way. God's word translation says, My brothers and sisters, be very happy when you are tested in different ways. Be very what? Happy, happy when you are tested how? In different ways. <laughs> Sometimes when I, when I think of some of the things that I've been through, I just look around and I say to myself, I pray for you when yours comes. I pray for you when yours comes. Because when I went through my fifth year medical school, I just pray for those who are going to write that fifth year exam. Pray for yourself when yours comes. Fifth year, final year. Hmm. Now the Bible says in verse 3, you know that such testing of your faith produces endurance. And verse 4, but let patience have her perfect work, the King James. Let the endurance that, that is coming from the test, let it have its perfect work that you may be perfect and entire. Show us the God's word translation of that verse. Endure till your testing is over. Then you will be mature and complete and you won't need anything. Amen. Endure until your testing is over. Endure until your testing is over. Then you'll be mature and complete. And you won't need anything. Amen. 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 So, you must go through, and especially, you must go through with the right attitude. Amen. Amen. Now, Job, you must have heard of Job. He recovered from his wounds. I don't know if God, I heard Derek Prince say that God will not test you in the way he tested Job. So you don't have to be afraid. God, people are afraid of this Job story. You know, it's a bit scary. Yeah. I mean, to have your whole family wiped out and to still be around. But you see, I'm talking about wound healing. Job was healed of this wound. In the end, he lived and he had a life, amen, amen. that was blessed in Job 42 and verse 10. And the Lord turned the captivity of Job when he prayed for his friends. And the Lord gave Job Twice as much as he had before. Amen. Amen. That means twice as much family. Maybe you've lost your family. Well, God is going to give you twice as much family. Amen. Maybe you've lost your spouse through a divorce. Well, God is going to give you twice as much Amen. of a wife or a husband. 
Amen. Amen. Or twice as much of a beloved. Or twice as much of a job. Or twice as much of success after your apparent wound. The Lord gave him twice as much. Then came there unto him all his brethren and his sisters and that had been of acquaintance before and did eat bread with him and they bemoaned him and comforted him over all the evil. And every man also brought him a piece of money and an earring of gold. So the Lord blessed the latter end of Job more than his beginning. And he had 14,000 sheep, 6,000 camels, 1,000 yoke of oxen, and 1,000 she has asses. And he also had seven sons and three daughters. And he called the name of the first Jemima. That's where Jemima comes from. And the name of the second, Keziah. <laughs> and the name of the third was Karen Hapuk. Oh, yes. And in all the land, there were no women found so fair as the daughters of Job. Wow. wow. And their father gave them inheritance among their brethren. And after this, after this, Job lived 140 years. And he saw his sons and his sons' sons, even for four generations. And so Job died being full of days and old. Amen. Amen. So God is going to push you higher if you can go through whatever it seems you are going through or you have been through. Your wounds shall be healed. Amen. So whilst your wounds, whilst you are going through, make sure you don't develop bad attitudes. Yeah. That's when you can see that the person is not healed because the person has changed. You see, how we know that your wound is not healed is that there is a change in you. You were free before. You were nice before. You were flowing. You were loving. Do you see? You were, ch- you were open. You actually believe things, but now you don't believe anything. You don't listen anymore. You don't talk anymore. You become quiet, like rabies. You know how to find, know when a dog has rabies? Oh, I told you before. If a dog is a quiet dog, very calm, dogs have characters too, and then suddenly becomes different, wild and violent and so on, it can be a sign of rabies. And if the dog is wild and violent and then becomes quiet, Do you see? That can also be a sign of rabies. So, you see that you've got spiritual rabies. You used to be quiet, happy and flowing and laughing and now you are just quiet. Or you used to be quiet and then now you are something else. It's like you don't take nonsense. Oh yes, you don't take nonsense at all. It means you've been affected. So, let your wound be healed. And don't listen to nonsense during the time of your hurt. When you are hurt and you are hurting, you have to be careful because that is where something wants to come in. Now, when Job was ill, the first person who came to talk nonsense to him was his wife. In Job chapter 2, his wife spoke nonsense. So Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord and smote Job with sore boils. And he took him a pot's head and used it to scrape himself. Huh? And look at verse 9. Then said his wife, Do you still retain your integrity? Curse God and die. Curse God and die. 
But he said unto her, Thou speakest as one of the foolish women speaketh. What? Shall we receive good at the hand of God, and shall we not receive evil? In all this, did Job not sin with his lips? Amen. Be careful when you are hurt, so that you don't get the wrong advice. Because when you are hurt, and you are hurting, wrong advice will come, and instead of being recovering, you get another secondary wound. Sometimes people have an operation and they don't die from the thing that they were operated on, but they die from something else that happened when they were having the surgery. So it's not the actual problem, but another problem now comes. Cursing God and die. Curse God and die. That's the advice of your wife. It's a foolish way. So not all wives give good advice. Not all wives give good advice. And not all husbands give good advice. Amen. Amen. So as God is making you to be healed, the thing that is going to prevent you from being healed is bad advice. And especially from trusted people. Now the other people that didn't talk well and didn't speak right were Job's friends. And sometimes your friends come to compound issues. There are people that talk to you. One head that you have, they will come and pour pepper into it. And the whole thing becomes... Have you realized when you put alcohol or something on your saw, you see, you, you can just jump... Iodine, you just jump into the sky. The head becomes more. It's because of what somebody has introduced to the head. So at the end of it all, God himself spoke to the friends. And in Job chapter 42, it was so that after the Lord, this is the end of Job's story. After the Lord spoke into this, the Lord said to Eliphaz the Temanite, my wrath is kindled against thee. God is angry with those who come with bad inputs to someone who is hurt and someone who is hurting. Yeah. My wrath is kindled against thee and against thy two friends. Underline it. For you have not spoken of me the thing that is right. You have not spoken of me the thing that is right. As my servant Job had. You did not say the right thing to Job. So your wound will not be healed when you hear from people who don't say the right thing. Uh, everything will become convoluted and worse because somebody else has. Can you imagine if you've had an uh, operation and then after somebody comes with his finger, he's just finished eating kinky and uh, what do you call it? Then he comes and puts his finger in, in it like that. Will it get healed? It's going to get worse. You must recover. And God is giving you power to recover and be healed and delivered. Amen. Are you excited that you are recovering? Oh yes, I'm excited. Jacob was wounded and he was healed. In Genesis chapter 32, amen? amen. Jacob was left alone, verse 24, and there wrestled with him a man till the breaking of day. And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh and the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint. As he wrestled with him. And he said let me go. And he said what is thy name? And he said Jacob. And he said thy name shall no more be Jacob. For as a prince Israel. 
Father Prince, you have power with God and with men. And Jacob said, tell me, I pray thee thy name. Ah, and he said, why do you ask for my name? And he blessed him. Hallelujah. And Jacob called the name of that place Peniel. Amen. For I've seen God face to face and my life is preserved. After that time, Jacob walked with a limp, but he recovered. I hear in Israel, I don't know if it's right, they don't eat that part of the cow. The place, because that is where Jacob was wounded. Yes. He was wounded to get a blessing. Yes. When your wound happens and you recover, do you see? You may have a little limp, but you recovered. And you're going to make it. And what did he get after the wound? A great blessing. His name was changed to Israel. May your name be changed and may you have a great blessing on your life. I see you recovering from your wound. So Job was great because he recovered from his wounds. And you are also recovering from your wounds. Wound healing is happening to you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. I don't know if I'm talking to the right people or maybe I'm talking to myself. Joseph was wounded. As for Joseph's wounded, there are more than 25. (laughs) His own brothers threw him out. Amen. His own brothers did what? They threw him out. In Genesis chapter 49 and verse 22, it tells us how Joseph overcame. He said, Joseph is a fruitful bough. Even a fruitful bough. That's what I'm trying to explain to you that uh, fruitfulness comes after your wounds. The last person I'm going to tell you about who was wounded was Jesus. It's by his wounds that we are healed. People preach from their wounds. I preach from my wounds. My wounds that are healed, not unhealed wounds. By his wounds, we are healed. Your wounds form part of your ministry. That's why Jesus said, put your hand and look at my scars. I believe those scars will be there for all it. If we ever get a chance to see Jesus himself. Because you may be in heaven and only see angels. But if you get to heaven and see Jesus himself, I'm sure. How many would like to see Jesus? At least talk to Jesus once. Ah. Ask one or two questions. Joseph is a fruitful bough, and even a fruitful bough by a well, whose branches have run over the wall. Wow, he's so fruitful that his branches went over. The neighbors are picking some of the apples. Verse 23. But it says, the archers have sorely grieved him and shot at him and hated him. Wow. Verse 24. Give us more verses, please, together. All right. But his bow abode in strength. And the arms of his hands were made strong by the hand of the almighty God. Amen. Amen. Thence is the shepherd, the stone of Israel. Even by the God of thy father who shall help thee. And by the God who shall bless thee. Amen with the blessings of the heavens above, the blessings of the deep that lieth under, the blessings of the breasts. Amen.
But if you notice verse 23, amen. The archers have sorely grieved him and sought at him, shot at him. In this life and this ministry, in your life, they may have shot at you and sorely hurt you. And I want to say that I'm telling you, on your way to fruitfulness, if you don't experience this, you are probably not in the world. And probably because you haven't, you are not getting to a certain point in the ministry, that is probably why maybe you haven't yet seen certain things. And sometimes because of your destiny, that is why certain wounds happen to you. Yes. You know, some of the things I have seen, I realize that how can I say I want to be like Jesus and I, I don't want to go through the things that he went through? That's where we wrote that song, There Will Be Sad Days. Because Jesus was betrayed. He was hated. He says, they have grieved him and shot at him and hated him. It's a, it's a very wonderful thing to experience pure hatred. Pure hatred. Like you are actually hated. I mean, because we are all full of love. We want to love. And then you meet somebody who hates you. And sometimes without a cause. It's just amazing to experience pure dislike and pure hatred. That you can't even understand or fathom. It has an effect on you. And if you don't take care, you will never love again. You never love. You never have feelings again. Your feelings levels will drop, 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 drop. And you see that you become a man of steel, like Stalin. Stalin means steel. And so today, God is saying to you, like Joseph, he was healed. Amen. Ah, when his brothers came, that was not a problem. He was able to receive them because he was healed. Oh, yes. Ah, some people would have said, ah, you are going to die slowly. His 12 brothers. Ah. He would have really inflicted revenge on them slowly. I want to punish you in a way that you will never forget. But he was healed. And because he was healed, they were afraid of him. You always be afraid of somebody who is healed. In fact, you, you may never even trust a person who is healed because you feel that, no, this person, he will strike. <laughs> so Joseph's brothers, when their father died, they came to him and they said, ah, we know he's going to kill us now. After they buried his father, he said, and Genesis 50 verse 15, and when Joseph's brethren saw that their father was dead, they said, Joseph will peradventure hate us and will certainly requite us of all the evil we did unto him. Wow. And they sent a messenger unto Joseph saying, thy father did command before he died. <laughs> forgive. Your father commanded you to forgive. Don't forget to forgive us. You get it. But Joseph answered, mercy. Joseph answered and said, no, 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 no. Fear not. Am I in the place of God? I'm healed of what you did to me. I'm healed of what, you, what happened to me. I'm healed of being in the well. I'm healed of all the troubles. I've been, I'm healed of being a slave. 
I'm healed of being cast away. I'm healed of being rejected. I'm healed of being thrown away. I'm healed of being not liked. I'm healed of being the odd one out. I'm healed of being a, 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 a funny person in the family. I'm healed of it. God, you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. So be healed. I tell you, if you can recover, not that if you cannot be healed, not be, but you see, sometimes what it is is that we don't know what somebody has been healed of. One day I was telling somebody certain things I've experienced. The person said, ah, but it doesn't show on you. Do you see? Because I've been healed of many things that have hurt me. Yes. That would surprise you if I was to tell you what I've been through, what I've survived. Yeah. But you have to be healed and relate. One day I was relating nicely with somebody and the person thought, oh, this has been my best whatever for all my life. When I said one or two things, they said, what? And why do you flow that way? I said, I'm healed of that. That is how come I can flow. So be healed. Hallelujah. I don't know which boy has thrown you away after saying you are the most beautiful hey. girl in the world. How? Wow. How, how long will you mourn? That's a question God asked uh, Samuel. How long will you, will you cry over this thing? Huh? How long will you mourn over Saul, seeing I have rejected him? How long is it going to be? You've got to overcome it and be healed of it. It's not easy. But you see, you can only be saying, when I was 16 years old, a man came to me. He made me open here. I did this. I did that. He did this. He did that. How long will you be using that as the reason? For why you are somewhere now. <laughs> many people in a church have been abused. And many girls have been abused. Many. You are not the first. Not the last. And many boys have been abused. You, know, you are not the first. You are not the last. But your deadly wound must be healed. Amen. And may your deadly wound be healed and may healing have the perfect effect in your life today in Jesus name and I see many healed people standing there oh some some of you are going to come along limping slightly but it shows that you are a general it shows you are a colonel it shows that you are a fighter oh yes some of you are going to have scars on your face when you smile the smile will go halfway Uh, But you're still smiling. And it's a sign that you've survived. And that your deadly wound is healed and God is using you. Lift up your hands and thank God for blessing you and healing you today. Father, we give you thanks. We are giving you praise. Everyone watching online, I see your deadly wound being healed. God is healing you and changing your life forever. Father, we give you thanks we give you praise for touching our lives and healing every deadly wound in our lives today. Oh yes, oh yes. That betrayal, that discouragement, that disillusionment, that failure, that sin in our own life, our own failings, Lord, that have made us so, so devastated even with our own selves. We thank you that the deadly wound that Satan brought into our lives is healed 
and Lord every trap stick that caused us to fall we are rising up again in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth and as every head is bowed and every eye closed if you want to give your life to Jesus this morning uh, I need you to just pray this prayer with me say Lord Jesus forgive me for my sins come into my life change my heart make me a new person I love you Lord I thank you for saving me in Jesus name Amen God bless you you may be seated Um, it is a great blessing Um, we are going to give a special offering at this time I want us to show uh, very quickly uh, sister I believe giving a testimony and um, we're going to take a special offering once again towards our church buildings which are so many building projects the other day I was going through and there are too many projects I tell you so God is touching everybody's heart to give at this time amen alright God bless you take out your offering um, on this flow service alright are we ready with it let it come now This is Matilda Thompson from Louisiana and the United States of America. And I wanted to come on and give a testimony of how much Flow Church, the word from Bishop Dag Hewitt-Mills, even the word from Lady Reverend Adelaide Hewitt-Mills have impacted our lives here. We had never heard of you guys a couple of years ago. And through a message preached by Archbishop Nicholas Duncan Williams, he was sharing a testimony of a young person who shared their tithe even when they were in school that played the big red organ. So we began to listen to more and more messages and then we came upon an anointing done over the bishop at the Kadesh Church and we just really became engrossed. When I say we, I mean my husband and myself. We have really been impacted by the word as far as what it has changed in us internally. We feel so much more freshness and spiritual growth in our lives and in our marriage. Uh, I'm 61, my husband is 63, and we've been married for 42 years, and we just really have been so blessed by the word. I've seen promotions on my job. We've seen healings in our body. We've seen personal growth. And we just want to say, keep the flow church going. It doesn't matter what time of the day you do it. We're listening. We're listening and we're sharing it. I'm sharing it on all of our social media platforms. And then I keep it going because I think you guys are like five hours ahead of us. So when we get to watch it, it's later. But I do get to use it all day at my work. And uh, we do share it publicly because people on and off of the social media sites can see it when you share it publicly. We also share it uh, with our friends. So this gospel is getting out. The Flow Church is amazing. We give into the Flow Church. We give in the Healing Jesus campaign. We give into First Love. We just want to say, keep sowing your seeds. You will continue to re- reap a harvest. God bless you, Flow Church. Keep it going. We're watching. We're being impacted. And we love you guys all the way from Louisiana and the United States of America here. Flow Church, we need you. God bless you, Bishop Dag. Keep it going. Keep it going. Keep it going. And to all of the staff and your families, God bless you. Wow, what a blessing. That's an amazing testimony. Yes, Flow Church, keep it going. Yes. Flow Church, we need you. That is a blessing. So, let's keep it going. Share. 
I see about 2,500 people, but we need to get to 5,000. I mean, I'm talking about live as we are. We know it's going to increase because it's all day and all night. Like we said, at any time of the day, flow church can go on. But today is a wound healing day. Today is a wound healing day. And um, I want you to take your offering out and I want to pray. This offering you are giving is towards your wound healing. How many know that there's going to be a wound somewhere, somehow, somewhere, but your great wound shall be healed in the name of Jesus. Father, thank you as we sow this seed. I thank you for a special wound healing offering. Bless us as we give and as we plant our seeds today in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Um, I want to also just pray for healing right now. Do we have communion? Are we having communion? Yes, take your communion out. I want to pray specially for your wound healing. All right? Father, thank you for this, the breaking of this bread. As I break it, it signifies the wound that you have ever had and the wounds that you shall have. Thank you. For the, every wound, we know is a test, and we shall be healed. The body of Jesus Christ. And now the blood. Listen, may this be disinfectant for every gem and demon that wants to plague your life. The blood of Jesus, may you be healed and cleansed of every demonic presence and entity. In the name of Jesus, the blood of Jesus washes, cleanses, forgives. Receive it now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, before we have our Thanksgiving praise team come on, I want you to lift your hands for your blessing. Father, thank you for everyone that is watching. Maybe, maybe it's your birthday. Maybe it's a special day. I don't know what day it is in your life. But today is a day for wound healing. The Bible says his deadly wound was healed. As you lift your hands to the Lord. Receive the grace of wound healing of all types of wounds in the name of Jesus Christ. Live long. Live long beyond your wounds. As Job lived 140 years longer after his wounds. The wound of divorce. The wound of breakup. The wound of disappointment. 
the wounds of betrayal the wounds of marital hurt the wounds of financial pain the wounds of betrayal and loss in your life in the name of Jesus the wounds of the ministry be healed today by the power of God the Lord bless you and make his face to shine upon you the Lord heal you from pain and disappointment and disillusionment and discouragement and depression in the name of Jesus Christ be lifted up like Jacob let your limping and your limp be a sign of your greatness let your scars be a sign of your survival and of your high ranks in the kingdom of God may you stand at a higher rank because you are healed you are healed and purified of the pain of the difficulty that you have been through recover now from your own sin and from your own failings and from your own fallings through which you fell down into the arms of Satan recover and be healed every smell of Satan and of darkness on your life is washed away today in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth and now the Lord help you to walk straight to operate with your scars to operate with pain and to operate with healing 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 that comes to you today from the power of God and by the power of God whatever sexual wounds you have experienced marital wounds and moral wounds psychological wounds be healed of it right now in the name of Jesus may all the flow be blessed today and be blessed with good healing now I see somebody who couldn't walk but now I see you on a mountain you are actually climbing a mountain when you couldn't even walk on a flat ground but God has strengthened you to be able to walk on a high ground on a mountain receive it now your healing is so fantastic so fantastic that <laughs> people can't believe that God has done so much for you and turned your captivity. Be blessed. I hear the word recover, restore, and return in the name of Jesus Christ. The Lord bless you. The Lord increase you. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, Give the Lord a mighty clap offering. God bless you. Have a wonderful Sunday on Monday and Tuesday. And we shall see you at the Flow Prayer Church meeting on Tuesday morning. 4 a.m. Greenwich, Greenwich Mean Time. Oh yes, that's our first midweek service. And on Friday, by the grace of God. I want to invite the praise team to come along and to thank God for your healing. Because I sense you are being healed in a special way. Ah, uh, no one thought.
I said what? No one thought you could be okay as okay as you are. Can I say something before I close? You know, one day I went to the theater as a student and I saw them operating on somebody. Honestly. Honestly. You never believe the person can wake up from this table. Yes. They cut from here to here, down, open, brought everything out, put it back in. <laughs> ah. Father, thank you. Anyone who has been cut open, wounded so much, that you even wonder how the person can ever recover. Thank you for doing it over and over beyond what we can think or imagine. We give you thanks and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.